Welcome to the Community HealthCast, sponsored by the Queen's Community Health Board. I am your host, Deborah Radall, here with Elizabeth Bailey, our amazing podcast editor, who also happens to be our board coordinator. How's it going, Elizabeth? Just great, Deb. How's it going with you? It's actually going quite well. Uh, it's gotten very noticeably colder here, but I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? Well, it is. It's that time of year. Yeah, it is indeed. So I think what I'd like to do today before I introduce our guest is just uh, give our listeners a review of why we do this podcast with the Community Health Board. Part of our board mandate is to engage with our community members to talk about all the things that make a community healthy. And here on the Community Health Cast, we have conversations with our guests about what they do in the community. And sometimes those things relate directly to the improvement of the health of our community. Today, we are talking to just such a person who also happens to be a relatively new member of our community of Queens. Our guest today is Suhail Suja, who is the principal of Liverpool Regional High School. And he has been an educator in various capacities over 20 years. And he started out as a TA in British Columbia. He's originally from Beirut, Lebanon, via South America, Toronto, and every other province from the West Coast to Nova Scotia. He is passionate about education, fanatical about movies. He has two dogs. He and his wife adore them. They have no kids, but there are 276, he tells me, surrogate kids. Is that right? That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Community HealthCast, and welcome to your new home. Thank you very much for having me, and, and I'm excited to be able to be a part of this uh, conversation. Thank you. Well, we're very happy to have you here, too. So I want to start off with a very important question. Since you said that you really like movies, what are your three favorite movies? Oh, my goodness. You have to give me more than that. <laughs> the first uh, ones that come to the top of your head. Memento. Memento's always been one of my favorites. And when I taught film and, uh, and cinema as a teacher, that was one of the movies I always used in my class. So Memento. Is that Keanu Reeves, Memento? You know, no, it's not. It's Guy Pierce. Complicated to no end, but... Guaranteed you will enjoy it at the end. Okay, Memento, there's one. Two yes, more. Oh, gosh. Well, The Matrix, as you mentioned, Keanu Reeves is definitely <laughs> uh, the standard for science fiction and special effects. And uh, since we're on the topic of Keanu Reeves, uh, John Wick, I mean, the love for his dog, I can relate to that. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, uh, I have one more question for Principal Suja, but I want you to please you probably have something else you'd like to ask him. Yeah, well, I think it's really the most important question. As I sit here with my standard poodle, Lucky, we need to know what kind of dogs you have. Oh, my goodness. I, I have a French bulldog and an English bulldog. I figured I'd get one of each just to see. And they are brats. And I would make a terrible father because I spoil them rotten. <laughs> <laughs> that probably raises your cool points right there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> How did you come to be our new principal? I know you came from like a distance. I did. I did. When I was much younger, uh, a bunch of us came to Nova Scotia uh, just for fun when Nova Scotia used to host the Mardi Gras event. And we really, really enjoyed it. And I said to myself, one day I will have to come back. And uh, as luck would have it, we, we bought a place in Shelburne a couple of years back. And Liverpool was a stopover when we'd come over in the holidays. And uh, again, I was fortunate that uh, this position became available. Uh, I spoke with Kylie, my wife, in regards to what would happen if I got the job. And we agreed that if I got the job, we would move here because the plan is to eventually hopefully retire here. It's, it's our piece of heaven. And things worked out for us. And here we are. 
That's super exciting. You know, the area isn't necessarily an unknown entity, obviously, because you've been here. I mean, you've been to Mardi Gras. That was fun. I remember yeah. those days. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But also to be here and, and to have your partner sort of sympathetic with the whole idea of this is a great place to be. And we already know that. You came from where exactly? Another school? Another from Whitehorse. Whitehorse um, in the Yukon. I was the principal there and the superintendent for a couple of years. And uh, we made the move here. Well, to September, obviously. Coming to a new community and a new school has its particular challenges anyway. But doing so in a pandemic mm-hmm. must have been exponentially more challenging. How did you make that work? It sounds odd to say it, but it was a lot of fun in a way. We drove cross-country from the Yukon, all the way from the Yukon. We had a 20-foot U-Haul and our two dogs, and we drove all the way from the Yukon. And uh, when we got here, obviously, we had to self-isolate for 14 days. And that truly tests your love for your family and your dogs. (laughs) (laughs) It was was quite the experience. And we brought enough food with us, so it actually lasted us for two weeks. We didn't know a lot of people, right? So it was a bit uh, difficult in that regard. But after 14 days, uh, um, we were out in the, in the out in the wild, so to speak, and uh, here we are. Now, the nice thing about that prior administration, I can't say enough about that Symes and the prior administration here, Jeannie, in regards to and the staff here, how they prepared the school for the pandemic. They did such a great job putting things in place that the transition for me to come over was was seamless, and all the things that they did, I reaped the rewards, so to speak, and hasn't been as difficult as I thought it would be, just because of the great work that they did. So, as far as that's concerned, that was easy. Uh, staying home for 14 days. I think I even lost weight. Well, I think you'd probably be the only one in the whole world that ever <laughs> lose weight on a two-week two isolation. <laughs> Since you brought it up, why don't we talk about some of the things that are happening at LRHS right now with regards to maintaining the safety of the student body as well as the staff? What are the things that you really think about it and focus on day to day? Totally. Uh, so, so we do have some protocols in place that the board has been very good about being very regimented in regards to the expectations. We do daily check-ins with the kids and the teachers to make sure they're okay. And if a kid exhibits some of the symptoms, we isolate them right away and we call home and we follow the protocol that's expected from us. Uh, we have sanitizer everywhere. You can't go 10 feet without hitting a bottle of sanitizer. And the kids have been very good about wearing their masks in public places. Uh, the social distancing sometimes is less than six feet. But, you know, we'll, we'll take it as it comes. Uh, they're very good when we remind them. And for the most part, knock on wood, we do a pretty good job of, uh, of keeping everybody safe. However, uh, I'm not naive to think that things may not change in the future. But I think we have a very capable staff, a very supportive community, very uh, a diligent group of people working for us. And I think uh, if bad things happen, we will be ready to deal with them accordingly. Now that you are living here, what are your thoughts about Queens County? Let me preface by saying that um, I've been fortunate to live pretty much across all of Canada. And uh, without hesitation, I can say with absolute confidence that the South Shore, that Queens County, is one of the prettiest places I've ever been to. I can't get over how uh, empty your beaches are. I think this is by far the best kept secret in Canada. So my first impression was very positive, obviously. Uh, Kylie and I go for walks on the beach almost every night because we just can't get over how beautiful it is. And, and to me, uh, there's so much beauty, so much history in this little place that uh, it makes it very special. And I'm hoping to be able to spend a long time here. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Other than how lovely it is here, what has surprised you 
I hope that I never take for granted uh, everything that I've enjoyed in the short time that I've been here, uh, whether it be the beaches or the seafood. I mean, something that uh, uh, it's difficult sometimes to obtain in other places is readily available here. But I'll be remiss if I didn't mention the people in, in this community. Uh, it's unfair to say it's a pleasant surprise because Maritimers have a reputation for being very hospitable and being very kind and open. But it's one thing to hear about it, to read about it, and other ones to actually experience it. And I must say that uh, people in Liverpool have been very, very uh, kind to us. They've, they've embraced us with open arms. Uh, people in the school have been very uh, tolerant of my uh, idiosyncrasies. They treat me like one of their own, which is wonderful. And I'm starting to feel like I'm a maritimer, although I have to ask, what rituals do I have to follow? Do I have to kiss a fish? That's Newfoundland. Uh, <laughs> I am prepared to kiss anything. Just tell me. Coming back to the school, so each school has its own unique culture, its unique way of doing things, and I'm sure that there are plenty of similarities from school to school, but I'm, I would have to think there would be some differences, different ways of doing things. So how is LRHS different and maybe the same as other schools you've worked in? I think one of the things that struck me as unique to uh, Liverpool, uh, first and foremost, this is a great little school. And I don't say that to belittle the place, but rather to uh, emphasize how wonderful it is, what a gem it is. And uh, kids are genuine. People in Liverpool are genuine. And I've noticed that in our schools with our kids. There's a sense of belonging and they look after each other. It's as if everybody was related. They look after each other as they were family, which I think is unique to small communities and particularly Liverpool. There have to be challenges that you need to look at day to day. There's 279 kids, there's going to be concerns, there's going to be challenges and issues. What's your approach to those? There's some systemic challenges that we have to address in regards to declining student population, shrinking budgets, the usual things that pretty much every school in the country is dealing with. Uh, when it comes to, uh, to our school in particular, uh, given the current situation with COVID and the related uh, incidents or issues that are associated with that, we have students who are, who are scared who are anxious, who are um, distracted to a certain extent from their learning because of what's happening outside the school. And we can't help but have it impact the school. So we have to be very aware of that. And we have to be a little bit more lenient and more flexible with our expectations in regards to learning because of these very valid concerns. When you have one kid who suffers in a school of 270 is a lot more significant than one kid who suffers in a school of 1,000 kids. Not that their suffering is any less value, but it's more noticeable and it impacts more people. So we have to be aware of that in regards to uh, when one, one of our members, one of our students, one of our staff hurts, the entire school feels it because we're so connected to each other. You know, Deborah, I'm wondering about the EDI data that we talked about in the Child Poverty Forum last year and how Principal Soja sees that coming to the fore in his work with the students. Data regarding poverty for, for Queens County is significant in the sense that it's larger than what we've seen in other parts of Nova Scotia. And uh, that plays a role in how we manage our students in our school because we're not just providing education for kids, we're providing food for kids, we're providing social support for kids, we're providing mental health for kids. So uh, the, the numbers regarding poverty affect everybody at every level. And it's not just the high school that's impacted by this, but definitely the middle school and the elementary school as well. And we have to work together to actually address those issues because we can't do it alone. And it's not just a school issue, it's a community issue. So it's definitely a big question that can't be tackled by any one institution. It has to be addressed by a, by a group effort, if you will. And it's an ongoing battle because things get worse every year just because of the nature of the issues we're dealing with. Important student-led change has recently happened at LRHS. Why don't you tell us everything about that? 
I'm glad you asked, but it's something we're very proud of. At the school, we take an extreme amount of pride in how our students handle themselves and our student voice. And we were approached by students in regards to the appropriateness of our uh, logo, our warrior head, as it's called. And given the, the current social culture, the social time, if you will, and the expectations from organizations like educational institutions, they felt that the logo was inappropriate and uh, that we could do better uh, because we know better. And, and this is not something unique to our school in the sense that other schools in the area in Nova Scotia and across Canada are taking a hard look at what they represent what their imagery represents, what the school stands for. And the students were a little uh, um, concerned about the image that we were projecting as a school, given that our emblem, our logo is the warrior head. And um, they wanted to see what they could do to change that. So we, we struck a committee of students and we reached out to our First Nations partners and we basically engaged in conversations about how we can do better, how we can change that. And initially the intent was to change the logo and the conversation turned to, well, should we change the name warrior as well? Is there a reason to change that? Are there any connotations that are negative that may need to be addressed in that regard? And we put a survey out to the students in regards to how do you feel about the warrior as being the name of the school? And uh, the responses we got back were to keep the name, to keep the name warrior. The name itself was not the issue because a lot of the kids saw warrior as something heroic, something positive, somebody who does battle for good as opposed to war for the sake of war. So the decision was to keep the name Warrior, but to change the emblem, to change the logo, because, again, there's no dispute about the offensive nature of the logo. It's not culturally sensitive. It's not inclusive. It does not take into consideration some of the value that we want our students to espouse. So uh, we've, we've settled the issue regarding the Warrior name, and now we're moving to changing the logo itself. So the next step in, in our approach to resolving this, to, to uh, giving our students voice and make that a reality, is to ask our students to actually submit alternatives to this logo whether it be ideas, sketches, imagery that be, may be associated with the warrior name that is positive as opposed to what we have currently, which is uh, the warrior head. And we're very excited because this is student-led, it's student-implemented, and that's what we want from our future leaders, to take those social justice stands and to stand by their word, if you will, and to make the world, uh, our school, a better place. So uh, we're happy about that. Super exciting. Well, and, and on that topic, Elizabeth and I were when we were talking about interviewing you, we were pretty excited about being able to talk to you about this because we were saying that there's warriors in every culture. Yes. Can't wait to see what they come up yes. with. Me too, me too. And we will definitely have a have an event when this happens and we'll invite the community and we'll celebrate together. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. Well, and, and along that, I'm curious about how we, meaning the Community Health Board, can support your work as principal at LRHS. Thank you for asking that. Honestly, conversations like this help a lot because it puts the word out and it gives us a presence in the community and people know who we are and they can come to us if they need help. Or if we need help, they'll know who we are. We're not an unknown commodity, so to speak, right? Uh, we always welcome check-ins and visits and any opportunity to partner up with the health board to work together and to build capacity in our students and our staff is always a welcome um, opportunity, if you will, a welcome uh, exchange of ideas, if you will. Uh, mi casa is tu casa. I mean, honestly, this is, this is your school. So feel free to, uh, to stop by, to, to have those conversations and uh, to keep uh, digging for possible connections between the health board and the school. We're more than happy to partner up and work together. It's super exciting to hear that, isn't that, Elizabeth? Isn't that great? It really is. I'm so glad we decided to do this interview today. <laughs> Me too. Before we say goodbye... 
What do you want our listeners to know about you? I am happy to be here. I, I am I am excited to be a part of the Liverpool community and the Liverpool Regional High School community. Write me, call me, email me if you want to. If you know a better way of doing things, we're happy to sit down and have a conversation about any topic at all that will that will benefit our students and our community. And tell me how long do I have to live here before you? I can call myself a maritimer because I can't wait to tell people I'm from the Maritimes. I don't think I've earned that right yet, but I will eventually. <laughs> I would like to say thank you so much for joining us on the Community Health Cast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me over. This was a pleasure to have a conversation with you. And thank you again for, uh, for allowing me to share some of my thoughts with you. Thanks for uh, joining us on the Community Health Cast. And have a lovely day. You as well. Thank you very much, ladies. Take care. Muchas gracias, señor. De nada. Muchas gracias. <laughs> For more information on today's topic, please visit our Facebook page, Queen's Community Health Board, or call me, Elizabeth Bailey, at 902-350-0478. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time to the Community Health Cast.